join me. Blessings to all you lovely listeners. This is K-Love Truth, and you are now listening to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. Thank you so much for joining us here again today. Uh, Doing this show is always a great source of happiness and positivity for my life. It's it's with great privilege and honor that I, I, I do this to help bring more awareness and truth and valuable information into you know all of your lives, including my own, so that we can expand into becoming what we need to become to truly shift this planet into greater uh, sense of balance and unity, so we can move on from all of this past karmic stuff that we've been stuck stuck with as a as a collective. Um, today on my show, we're going to be talking about something that is very deep, very interesting, and it's, uh, the spiritual reality of conceiving. And usually before each one of my shows, I I like to take time to do some research and do some reading and gather my thoughts. Uh, but for this show, I, I just intuitively, intuitively felt that I just needed to just be with it. And just feel the information, like kind of just start exploring it in my in, inside myself in my own way. And so my guest today is going to be not only talking about this, this spiritual reality of conceiving, but in the second half of my show, we're going to be diving in, into some much more taboo areas of things that some women are experiencing in childbirth in relation to ETs or other beings from other worlds. So that's going to be interesting. So tune in for that if you're into uh, ETs and UFOs and other civilizations that are out there and, you know, spiritual guides and all these these kinds of things. Make sure you uh, stick it out uh, for the second half of the show. So without further ado, I would like to welcome on Joanna Foster. Hey, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah, thank you so much for for coming on as well. So, how did you get into this area of work? It found me. I was pregnant with my daughter. She's my third child, and uh, while I was pregnant with her, I started to I was doing meditation, but she started to take me to places, and one of the places she took me to was a portal. I like to think of it as a portal. It's a space where I started to see and be with light beings that were essentially, they were ready and, and in like a waiting area to come in, to come through to women, to their bodies. And, uh, and my daughter also took me to another place where it was nothing but love and joy and, um, absolute beauty and you couldn't get into this 
this space, this pocket, unless you were feeling those vibes. So now when I work with clients, I, I hold that space for them as their babies come through and I help their babies come through. But that's, really, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> so it, but it really, it started with just, you know, wanting to try it one day. I, so she, she did all of that with me while I was pregnant with her and, uh, and, it started with a friend who was having real difficulty. She had been doing IVF for years and years and years, and uh, she had been in the States. And she, so I live in Toronto in Canada, and, and she'd gone through all her money, and she'd come back home to try and see if she couldn't make use of the medical system here and and support herself in, in trying to create her family. And I said to her, you know, let me just try something. I have this feeling that I might be able to help you. And she said, yes, thankfully. And so we spent about 45 minutes together. And during that session, I saw her daughter immediately. I, I could see exactly where her block was in her body for her. It was just around the chest area. And I could feel her fear. It's like I became her. And, and that really was the blueprint for almost all my sessions since. So every time I'm with someone, I'm with a client, it's like I become that client. I feel where their blocks are and I feel where their traumas have happened. And sometimes I embody the people who have done the trauma and it allows them, it gives them an opportunity to relive it in a different way where they can then voice themselves differently. If you're a child, you may not have a voice. And as an adult, you may, you know, I, I, Usually I have to coax it out of them a little bit, but, and sometimes they actually become their voice for them as well because they're not, um, they're not feeling strong enough yet. But, mm -hmm. uh, and so, we, so we work through it together, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that initial experience was the blueprint and, uh, and the next day she went in for her IVF and she got her she got pregnant and uh, you know every few days I would check in with her and let her know I you know I know this is what you're feeling this is what your child is feeling you're, you're you know and guide her through it all through email and then um, around the three-month mark I sort of left her alone for a bit and then around the five-month mark I had some more intuition to to give to her and nine months later her beautiful healthy big daughter was born and so it was that whole journey was the blueprint and once I started with her in the beginning I I then started almost right away with other people as well wow that's some that, that's some pretty interesting stuff so like basically when a woman is having an issue in conceiving in your in your mind heart being do you feel this is because of these energetic blocks? Uh, it can be a couple of stuff. Um, it depends. So I would say it, it's always because of a, a belief and an assumption or a contract that they have made. Um, nothing happens to anybody without your consent and on um, some level. And that consent might be many, many, many lifetimes ago. But on some level, you have consented to what's happening to you. So I, I do think that it is, you know, on, on the 3D plane, on the surface level, yes, it, you, you've got an emotion that is blocking you in your body. And so it's a matter of tapping into that and then unraveling that. Hmm. That's, that's like, again, like, wow. It's, it's, this is definitely something to, I guess, 
contemplate uh, more deeply, especially the the ideas that surround consent. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like, do we have soul contracts where we have already previously consented to certain experiences uh, without knowing it? This is something yeah. that I've I've been exploring for a while, and it always seems to pop up in conversations where people are like, "Oh, you know, if if this happened to you, then most likely you consented to this, you know, before you came down." And sometimes it sits well with me, and sometimes it doesn't, because I'm yeah. like, that can't explain every single. Uh, I feel. I mean, it could. I don't know. Yeah. I, feel like I it can't explain every single situation we we go through in life. I think sometimes things just kind of happen. But in this case, uh, when it comes to childbirthing and uh, a soul choosing the mother and all these things, I can see how that could happen on the other side before we come down here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to go, I just want to go back to that idea of consent. You aren't the sole creator. You are a co-creator in what's going on. So the other people in your life who are doing things, especially if it's something traumatic, I mean, they are, you know, they're, they're co-creating it with you it's not completely you creating it um when when we go to a child coming in it there's actually a few layers to it sometimes someone is just simply ready to come in and if it's a soul that has had many 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 lifetimes and they see an opening they may just take it um and if they have a, you know, if, if it's a difficult family, they, they may have reasons specifically for picking that family. And the reason is once you're here and you get, uh, you know, you're in a situation where you get triggered. So, um, uh, you know, let, let's just say that your mother reads your diary and that's a betrayal of trust. That betrayal of trust wouldn't would probably have happened many 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 times before this lifetime so you probably experienced that you know for hundreds of years and what would have happened in initially is that let's say you had an incredible relationship with your mother one of your mothers and uh, and you felt that that bond and you felt incredibly close and then you you know, up in the spirit world, you you felt like, okay, so I felt that bond. I, I want to know myself differently. I want to know what it's like to have the betrayal. I want to know what that feels like. So you will then choose to have something that could possibly happen. Nothing is in stone at all. You know, we're all co-creating every minute of every day. None of us Nothing is set in stone. Um, but let's say, you know, you come down and, and there is a betrayal of trust. So, you know, you're back in the day, your mother sends you off to become a child bride, for example, you know, and you feel betrayed, deeply betrayed. And then that betrayal, that those feelings get locked deep into your body and locked into your subconscious mind. And that doesn't end with that lifetime that actually then follows you lifetime to lifetime. And when it's a deep, deep trauma like that, it would it would lodge itself into your soul. So just to, just to roll it back for a second, um, if we consent to something uh, um, to happen to us in the, the incarnation that we're in, um, how, how does it turn into a trauma? Is it that we don't process it and integrate the wisdom from that so it just kind of sticks to us? Yes. Or is it because of something else? No, yes, that's exactly what it is. If if people were to feel that trauma, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't feel. Every, you, that's part of, that is the learning. It's emotion, it's feeling. The, the gold is actually in emotion. If you want to feel it, 
But instead of denying yourself from feeling it because it can be, quote unquote, too painful and you just push it aside, don't think about it, pretend like it didn't happen, say, no, 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 my mom didn't mean it. It was something else, you know, instead of allowing yourself to feel it, then that's why it gets lodged and Mm -hmm. becomes trauma. But yes, exactly. If you were to have something horrible happen to you and and go through the emotions and allow yourself to really feel it and release it that's it it's gone it won't it doesn't it, you've learned you felt that you know yourself now in that way it doesn't come back it doesn't repeat mm, so what are um some warning signs that you've seen on your journey in working uh with your clients that they may have a trauma or like some kind of an energy blockage in their body i i don't get warning signs i just simply when i when i tune into them um i so when as soon as someone says i'd like to work with you i tune into them even before we have our 30 minute consultation and i will feel what's going on in their body and you know i let's say i feel a tightness in their hip and think to myself oh okay there's a tightness there um i wonder what's going on there and 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 then it's when i'm talking to them i can unravel what's going on where where that comes from um, sometimes I get led to, oh yeah, they were about eight years old and I feel like something like this might've happened, but I still get them to unravel it with me. Um, but it's, it's not so much a, I mean, the warning sign is that you're not getting pregnant. If you're not getting pregnant, there's, there's a reason you're not getting mm-hmm. pregnant. You, 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 as if you want to have a child, it's because there's that light being is, is sitting there is hanging out with you saying, I, I want to come into your family. I want you to be my mother. I want to, I want to do this with you. And, and it's, yeah. And so, you know, so anytime someone feels that it's not just because they woke up one day and decided to have a child, it's because there's someone who is a being that wants to come in. And that, that's the, the, the really magical aspect that I really love about this conversation is, is taking that into consideration that this spirit, this soul decided uh, to come in. And yeah. that it's chosen you or it, he, she has chosen you as a, as a vessel to come into this, this earth reality. And yeah, there's something really beautiful about that. One other thing I wanted to ask you your opinion on is if a couple is having a hard time conceiving, can the blockage be also in the husband? Or I guess it could be it, it if, could be in their relationship. If they're another kind of couple, it could be with the other woman. It depends on what the nature of the relationship is. Um, but yeah, can can the blockage be in the in the other partner? It 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 can be in the relationship. It's I I don't feel men in the way that I feel women. Um, I it, it it's it really the connection. It really is all anchored in the feminine. It is really about the uh and and perhaps that has to do with the divine feminine coming more into this world and and that's why um you know we're really getting to a head with this it's almost like the masculine is trying to override the feminine but i it is the male can't stop the process no so i work with women who have no male partner you know it's not and i don't mean they don't get a sperm they do but it's it's not the male, the male can have sperm issues and so on, but that is pretty easily, um, that, that wouldn't stop it. No, no, it wouldn't hmm. stop it. So I've, I, yeah, when I have worked with, with 
one guy, because I typically only work with women, um, well, and then another male during a delivery process for someone. But uh, but anyway, when I actually worked with a guy, um, yeah, I mean, it really was um, the, the connection with the child isn't there. It's not through them that they're going through. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, they can't. They, they, it, from what I have seen so far, I haven't seen that a male is um, responsible for it not working. Hmm. So, so that brings me to my next question, which, yeah. which is quite controversial um, in regards to abortion. Yeah. Uh, if the soul has chosen, in your opinion, to come down into the womb of a mother and she's now pregnant, um, you know, there's different circumstances that women get into with pregnancy. Sometimes mm-hmm. they've been raped. Sometimes, you know, they're in an abusive relationship and, and they don't, you know, they want to get out of it, you know. And then, and then other times it's a beautiful moment in their life where they have this incredible partner and they're deeply in love and they have this yearning to create a home and create a family together. Like there's all different kinds of uh, situations and circumstances that people can find themselves in. But with, specifically when it comes to abortion, what like what happens on the other side when a woman decides, you know what, I don't want this right now. You know, this is not good for me. Um, I would like to like, you know, have an abortion. Like what's your so, opinion on that? My opinion on it is um, that it's, totally it was it was already known that that was going to happen there should like whatever shame guilt the feelings around that are completely the mother's that it's not the the beans feelings or uh, interpretation in any way uh the, that being is often you know they may stay around to help the only time where i i hit into a snag is when depending on where the abortion takes place and sometimes the people performing the abortion may do things like you know promise the soul to satan and things like that or other entities and that's and that's a very real problem that Mm -hmm. these abortion clinics are not done with light and love and that they're you know and even abortion clinics you may not even think about or you know where they're just a general clinic but there's a reason why there are some people who get into abortions mm-hmm. and maybe that itself is controversial but so what i do when i do abortions it's you know so i will say most of the time it it's okay but there are have been times when an abortion takes place and that soul is trapped and so i go in and i and i help that soul find its way out um but uh, but they would have known doing going into it that that that's what would have happened that they would have been trapped and like it's all it's it's all known so uh yeah the ga- the shame and the guilt around abortion that really you know that that can end today right now yeah it's it's definitely been a tough thing for a lot of women especially <clears throat> for those who you know grew up and and heavy uh religious indoctrination from yeah. one of these monotheistic religions i i personally feel in my heart that god is love this universe is love and at the end of the day it's you know a woman's choice she has yeah. every right to make that choice and it's her body and i feel like a soul can never be destroyed Exactly. So in in having this mentality like oh you just killed a soul it's like no you didn't 
No. Can't. Yeah. Can't kill yeah. souls. No. So, um, and that actually brings me to another point. You were, you were talking about abortion clinics and all these things. Another thing I was curious about in, in, in um, reflecting on these environments is how they're not really conducive to the spiritual side of what's going on within our being. And um, mm-hmm. how, like, when you go to an abortion clinic or you go to a hospital and you're, um, you know, seeking information or going for an appointment, uh, that these environments are not really the greatest, you know, in dealing with these issues. It seems to be so cold and cut off and in this, like, left brain energy you know, it, it seems like that that toxic patriarchal masculine energy permeates through even these areas mm-hmm. of life. And it's like we need I feel like we need to bring that warmth back, nurturing mm-hmm. back into these environments where you make women feel safe, make mm-hmm. them feel loved, make them feel calm. I feel like that's really missing in, in these environments. What's your what's your opinion on that? Well, and I, think that. Have, I think we have a caller here. Um yeah. I guess, caller, if you're listening and you'd like to comment or join in on the conversation, uh, feel free to uh, unmute your mic and join us. Uh, but, yeah, so, jo- yeah, Joanna, continue on with that thought. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if it, how amazing would it be if you had an abortion and you were surrounded by love and nurturing and everyone, you know, who was part of the abortion was essentially with light with love allowing that being to go back into the light you know it'd be a completely different feeling and the woman wouldn't feel any kind of shame or guilt but you know almost an honor to have had that being with them for that little amount of time and sometimes there are beings that just aren't ready for a full life they just want to experience a little bit of the 3d reality and they choose that very quick life you know it's so it's it's not it's not always like i you know I, yeah, I, I, it's never a, a dark thing, but it would be lovely if everything around birth and, and conception and abortion and miscarriages, which I know we're going to touch on a little bit, um, was just treated differently, with, treated with, with um, the knowledge that it's not one tiny pinpoint in time, that it's part of a much, much larger context. Mm-hmm. So uh, caller uh, that's calling from the 917 area code, uh, if you want to give us your name, where you're calling from, uh, feel free to do so. Yeah. No. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I really resonate with what you guys are talking about. I hi, Michelle. That. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, so I can totally identify I think that I, I I was with a guy for five years um in my 20s and I just couldn't understand why I wasn't getting pregnant and I was thinking in my mind that um I just was going to have a very hard time getting pregnant um only to find that with my next partner I was able to conceive quite quickly unfortunately um, it was a bit of abusive situations. I did have to terminate um, the pregnancy, but I, you know, I went to a space that I felt was really safe, and I, I know that that was really important to me. So um, I just had a question is that, like, if I feel that I have to terminate that pregnancy, am I able to conceive going forward? Like, would that... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 
Yeah. No, there's no, I mean, this, you're, you're not punished for that. And it, it, it was, you know, it was a good thing you did what you did because that's what you needed to do. You know, it's, uh, and I'm, thank you. Thank you for choosing a safe space for doing it. That's, um, you know, that's something that you're, the child that didn't, wasn't born, you know, is, is happy about. So as far as you, yeah, you, you absolutely have children coming. So you, you, you know, it's, it's not always the best when we're with an abusive partner. Um, it's, it's not the worst, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of women who are going through that right now and, uh, and they're, they are learning a lot and the children are there as, as really strong guides for the women going through that. And I think it's just unfortunately what's going on in our world right now. We have to change that old paradigm into this new paradigm. And so unfortunately, it's just part of it. But, uh, but you know, you're absolutely, you're good. You've got lots of guidance, lots of love around you. You're, you're, you're okay. You're okay. You've got children. So it's, it's okay. And I yeah. also want, I also want to say good on you for, you know, owning your power. Yeah. And not feeling afraid to make that choice. Or even if you did feel fear, like working through that, because a lot of women, they do feel that guilt and that shame for, you know, doing this uh, in their life. And I, I feel for those women because ultimately I do feel it is your choice. And yeah, good on you for 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 stepping into that in the way that you did. Yeah. Thank you. How, so, caller, do you have someone uh, what's going on with you right now? Well, I like it's hard to find a relationship and but I just know in my soul that I do want to be a mother. Um, I, I do also want to find a loving relationship, but it's not always easy um, just with work and just, you know, the day to day struggles of having to figure out, you know, my financial self and um but you know like I, I definitely know that I have a yearning um to be a mom so yeah so I what's interesting what's going on for you it's a it's a it's a belief right so the, we were talking about subconscious beliefs this this belief that it's there that it's a struggle that it's um, but it goes quite back far it goes quite far for you so, uh, you know, I can clear it right now. Um, I, I'm, I've got you. I don't know if you can feel me around you right now, but I've got you in my space. You just close your eyes with me and go into that feeling of struggle. Go into the, to the financial struggle, to the, the, you know, the space, the identity struggle. Oh, and just to like add in a quick tip, we have a couple minutes before for, before break. So, okay, uh, caller, okay. I'll be quick. I'll if be this quick. Goes uh, beyond uh, twelve or sorry, one thirty. You can uh, definitely stay on hold with us and come back with us uh, uh, after the break. Well, here, let's just get it right now, and all right, and we're just gonna find that white with light and then clear that. Okay, clear. Good. It's, it's raveling a little bit further back. We're just coax it out, out, clear, clear, <sighs> clear. Okay, so I'm going to place paddles in you. I'm going to place things in you that is just going to start to continue to clear things out. It, for you, that, that goes way, way back. So we're just going to continue that work. Uh, can you contact me in three days and just let me know how you're doing? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Okay, thank you. Wow, um, I feel like I, I'm, my body's got some tingles after that. <laughs> but it's uh, 1.30, so we're going to go take a quick break. Call her again if you want to stay on hold with us and come back after the break. You're more than welcome to do so. But, yeah, we will be right back after this break. to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind expanding and heart centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much uh, to the last caller, uh, Michelle, for having the courage to share your story with us. That was beautiful and and very inspiring. And I hope that for... Uh, 
other ladies that may be listening to this, I hope that that, that also helped you on your journey as well. Wow, Joanna, that was something that you did before the break. Like, I feel like my body is still vibrating from that. Like, I felt that energy. That was very powerful. Thanks. That's great. I, I, you know what? Uh, as people listen to this, so I like to say same in me, same in you, they also can benefit from the clearing. So if they're feeling um, the, that that fear, that, that uh, you know, wanting to hold yourself, the... Um, the, any of those uh, that manifests in, you know, am I going to have enough money? Am I going to lose my identity? Am I going to be able to have my job? Am I going to lose my spot? Like it manifests in all those outer forms, but it's really, it goes so much deeper. So it, just by clearing that for that caller, anyone listening in can, can experience that clearing as well. As long as they are open to it, they will experience the, the, the clearing. I definitely honestly felt that I was also being cleared (laughs) of some blockages that I have. So, yeah, I I, thank you. That was that was incredible. That's so great. Yeah. And one thing I wanted I wanted to add to to to, um, what was happening with this lady. I think like this is something that I've heard in my community here and, and talking to a lot of the beautiful women I have in my life. And. You know, a lot of us are feeling these feelings like, you know, I want to connect with my divine partner. I want to connect with this person that, you know, um, that is is going to help to anchor more love in, into this reality. You know, this partner mm-hmm. that I want to build a family with or do whatever it is with, whether it's traveling or going on adventures or building something, whatever it is. Every couple I feel has their own destiny, their own purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, like, even for me, this is something that I've had to navigate as well in my reality because I was, I, I don't know if this is going to be the right term, but I would say I was, like, hyper aware since I was a child about these other realities and, and these feelings. And there's something beautiful that I saw in couples in the world and in film, even though film is, is ho- it's, it's, it's holly weird, holly fake, whatever. Um, but the essence of some of these films, uh, you know, what they tapped into in, in partnership and in, in marriage and love, you know, the overcoming of the obstacles and working on yourself, working on each other. Like, there's something so beautiful about that. And so my message to, to uh, you, Michelle, if you're still listening or to, the, to this caller, is that not to worry so much about finding that right person, mm-hmm. not to worry so much about finding that right job and the money, the, the right partner and, and the money will come. I swear it sounds hooky and frou-frou and, you know, out there, but honestly, it's all about frequency and vibration. And I feel like the more you love yourself mm-hmm. and you're excited for your own destiny, you're excited for your own purpose in the world and what you bring down here as a gift once you step more into that, it's like everything else just kind of falls into alignment and then karma kind of just falls off you. And then that right partner or that right person will step in and it's going to happen in a way that you can't see coming. It's mm-hmm. never something you can see coming. <laughs> it just happens randomly. And so, yeah, I wish you all the best. I hope that not even I hope I know that if you do this work on yourself and you really step into that that magical energy, you will experience the things that your soul desires to experience. 
Um, so you know what? I, I'd like to just touch on that. I think it yeah. would, I have done so much work on my, I've worked with someone for seven months and I, you know, I think the, a lot of people who are doing this kind of work have done a lot of the working on yourself work. And, uh, and that is something that's ongoing. It will always be ongoing. And even the people who, you know, we would consider really, like Wayne Dyer or whomever. I mean, there's just so many people who are out there who we know, Louise Hay or whomever. There's just so many people. They continue. They did continue to work on themselves. They always were. They were always searching and trying to find and acknowledge themselves more. So, yes, I would say that the more you clear out of your body, the more that you become, uh, you know, free of those old paradigm attachments and um, and frequencies and 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 uh, agreements and traumas. The more that that gets cleared out of your body, the more you are who you are. The more parts of you come back into your body, and one hundred percent, you can't help but attract somebody who's more like that. So a hundred percent, if you if you work on yourself, and that includes being a parent. Even as a parent, the more you work on yourself, the better your relationships with your children, the more they flourish and the more your part, all of it, you know? Oh, my Lord. That's such, that's such an an important point that you mentioned. Like, like in growing up in the community that I grew up in, I often feel that that work gets lost in the, Mm -hmm. in the busyness of life. You know, like, you know, I got to pay bills and I got this going on. I got to fix the car and this repaired that. And, you know, and yeah. I think some parents, they, they forget to take that self-care time, that self-exploration time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like sometimes I had to, I had to learn this the hard way, like looking at parents, like, oh, why don't you have all the answers? How come you're not like this? How come you're not like that? I'm like, the world t- tells me that I have to respect my elders and that you all should be this, this, this authority and whatever. But how come I don't see that? And it's like, because they're just other human beings. So and, I, and it took me a yeah. while to just come into that realization that let go of that program. They're just another right. human being. They have their own emotions, their own obstacles they need to overcome. And yes, at the same time, they're also your parents. So it's like, deal with it. <laughs> so, and I would flip that around and say, we need to revere our youngers. We need to. Yes, that complete- too. They are our guides. They are, you know, when you are pregnant with your child, you're very connected to source. If you want to be, you can close that down, but you have that, that opportunity. And they, they come really, you know, for the most part, I haven't come across one yet. That isn't an incredible light being. And so it's, you know, of course you're still a parent. You need to protect them and, and keep them safe and warm and fed and all of those things. But they know a lot, and if just by being with them, silent and being with them, you can get a lot of information from them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like this is a, this is a joke that I crack <laughs> with a lot of friends uh, here where I live in in Toronto, uh, and sorry, Toronto, Canada, for others that are listening uh, that are living in other places in the world. Um, is that I feel that there's some parents sometimes they shouldn't be parents. You know, like they 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 have no sense of respect and honor for the the uh, responsibility of of taking care of another human, another soul, and then not only that, it's like not respecting the soul journey of that child, mm-hmm. and that that child has come down here to bring their own set of gifts to the planet to help shift things and help evolve things. And I think even in this period of time, we're seeing 
souls being birthed down here that are bringing extraordinary gifts, like mm-hmm. extraordinary. Like through David Wilcox's work, he's one of my favorite uh, speakers, thought leaders in in the area of metaphysics. Uh, and he often talks about these kids in China and India that are being born with with these incredible, astonishing gifts. Like mm-hmm. I can't even like it's gonna sound weird to some of you listeners. You might think, "Ooh, like Kay's really lost it now." But yeah, kids that can like walk through walls. Apparently, mm-hmm. kids kids that can understand wow. your your incarnation cycle, like with the lifetimes you've had and all these things. Like there's some amazing stuff happening out there with with new children that are being born. Mm-hmm. I think time travel and all of that stuff is imminent. I mean, I think it's already happening, but I think, uh, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Okay. And so what do you, what are your thoughts on this, this, this idea of, um, or feeling that some parents shouldn't be parents? Oh, it's the old paradigm. (laughs) What's my feeling on it? Um, they are, Well, I mean, of course, so going back to what we said in the beginning, like, you know, the people coming in made that agreement to go into that family and to trigger those parents and hopefully help to evolve them. But right now, we have quite a lot of people, I would say more than ever in a long time anyway, people who are trying to, not just trying, but are successfully anchoring a a much more beautiful energy and just by holding that space it it absolutely has a ripple effect so what can happen there's this so put it another way there's this triangle right let's say you have a victim you have a perpetrator and you have a savior you know all these people trying to save these people you can't have a savior without a victim you can't have a savior without a perpetrator so that's the old paradigm that triangle what we what we're doing now is simply holding space of love and and beauty and joy however you want to define it it's really it's a feeling you know a peace inner peace and so you just hold that space and by holding that space that ripples out and so that's the new paradigm that's a new way of being and that's yeah, i feel like i feel like yeah. that it, like what is incorporating that's flexing those spiritual muscles flexing your emotional eq and like growing your capacity to handle emotion and process emotion and your you know the whole spectrum of your being your feelings your thoughts so that you can anchor in that peace because i I feel like this is something that is is uh jumping more into a lot of conversations out there and it's something that we need to focus on as a collective is growing those muscles you know like gandhi like martin luther king they're they're like huge capacity for compassion in, mm-hmm. in while staring adversity and violence and death in the face like mm-hmm. i was just talking about that with with my partner last thing we were, we were i was just like i was you know i'm like wow i got a lot of work to do <laughs> like you know i'm not no martin luther king at least not yet you know but like anchoring in that that compassion and that peace is yeah it takes some work but i think if we do it every day we will be more likely to be able to sustain that space um one thing i wanted to um well i'll let you like catch up on your thought on that before i get into the next thing <laughs> well no i mean I, I again it's a bit of like that's we don't we're not here to what i like about the examples you brought up martin luther king and gandhi is that they they again especially when i think of how gandhi went about things he held the space and so it's the old paradigm to try and fight it that's a masculine way to try and you know take them down and stop that don't let that happen it's it's a little bit more and the reason the feminine is pretty is so important right now is that that in fact was a way that 
the old, 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 old way that really worked. It's, it's not all feminine. There is masculine in the feminine and there's feminine in the masculine. Yes. We are. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So I'm not here to, you know, I, I have been blessed to have pretty amazing men surround me in my life and uh, my partner included. So I, I just, it, I'm not, you know, and I, my sons, I have two sons. Like I, it's not, it's not about negating that. It's more of a, uh, of a stillness and holding space that um, it's, it's a new paradigm. And the thing also that I want to talk about with the old paradigm and new paradigm is that we have so many galactic uh, I mean, the fact that we are we are so not alone on this planet, I, I, I get personally blown away every now and then when I get introduced, you know, so I guess a week and a half ago, it was dragons, I didn't know about dragons. Now, all of a sudden, I can see dragons when I'm working with people, I see their dragons, not everybody, but I see, you know, now dragons, like who would have thought and, and the way we we uh, show dragons in popular culture is that they're greedy, they're hungry, they're, they're, they destroy, not even close. They are, there's so much love, so much. I mean, I was in tears at the love that I was feeling from my personal dragon. So it's, um, yeah, that we have so many entities and, and ETs or, you know, ET is really just a word for someone not on this planet. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone can, can then disagree with what planet earth just miraculously is the only planet in the entire billions of gazillion universes that has <laughs> life. Like, I, I don't even think anyone can say that that's logical. Yeah. So. Like, I mean, like they, they scientifically, you know, made that statement that it's statistically impossible for our planet to be the only planet with sophisticated life among these billions and billions of galaxies which contain hundreds of thousands of millions and i think billions of stars like it just doesn't make sense so um and like when we go look at ancient uh egyptian culture or ancient mayan culture uh the hopi culture China, ancient Chinese culture, ancient culture, Aztecs, like they all talk about, you know, these mm-hmm. gods or these beings. Like whenever the word God is is used, I take it with a grain of salt. I have right, elevated right, my enough. understanding of what that is. And I just feel mm-hmm. it's just beings that are coming down to visit that possess a higher level of awareness and knowledge. So they revered them and they put them up on a high pedestal, mm-hmm. whatever. That mm-hmm. was the level of understanding they were at that period of time. But yeah, I feel mm-hmm. this this reality is legit. It's very taboo. Yes, it's hard for a lot of people who especially come from uh, heavy religious indoctrination to grasp these things. But even if people go back and look at certain experiences in the Bible, like Ezekiel and Ezekiel's wheel, being brought up into this vehicle and being given wisdom by these beings, a lot of people can also interpret that, that he had some kind of an ET experience. Same thing in Hinduism, in, in the Mahabharata and like all these other different ancient texts. You know, there's all these experiences mm-hmm. that our ancestors have passed down to us. And some, you know, modern, you know, post-colonistic whatever culture after the world got dominated by the white man or white culture, whatever, the Europeans, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like all this has gotten wiped out. It's exactly. Like, no, and they, that's, they know. It's fake. These are all from primitive people. There's no evidence backing it up. So we're not going to take it seriously. And it's like, who says there's no evidence? Oh, there's, there's so much plenty evidence. Of evidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in your experience, like you and I were on the phone and we, we got 10 minutes left in the show, but you mentioned a lot of women dealing with 
something that was very deep and a little bit scary that mm-hmm. there, that they'd be pregnant and then all of a sudden the the, the baby would be gone. And yeah. Moulton Howe, Linda Moulton Howe, if you all uh, don't know Linda Moulton Howe, I hope after this show you go Google her because she has a whole boatload of information on these kinds of things as well about uh, babies being taken uh, from the womb by the, the gray race, the gray ET race and other races. So, yeah, Joanna, so what's your your take yeah. on all that? Well, I remember the first time coming face to face with the gray and I holy cow, was I not prepared. You know, I mean, this whole journey in what I do has been pretty organic. You know, I just, it's just sort of started happening. And then I just went from one person to the next person. And each time I met someone, there was something different that would happen. And I would be expanded a little bit more to reality. And I'm sure it's going to continue on like that. In any case, this one woman in particular had experienced many, many miscarriages. And so she came to me to start, she could get pregnant, but she kept losing her baby at around, uh, before the, the three month mark, sometimes a little bit closer, sometimes within two weeks and so on. So it just depended. It was just happening a lot to her. And she was referred to me by someone. And so I started working with her and she, I right away confronted right away with her ET. And I was like, I couldn't shower enough that night. I was just the heebie jeebies. It was very, so I, I removed the, of course, I talked to the entity because what's going on now is we talked already about old paradigm and new paradigm and Galactus and everyone, the, all these people coming in right now to support our world. There has we are now we have already entered a new paradigm so anybody listening you can all say to yourself you know if there's something going on in your life that you don't like you can out loud just say you know what that's the old way of doing things now i'm entering the new way of doing things and this is what it's going to be so i just talked to the gray and i said look that you know full well this that's the old paradigm you having the ability to be attached and to mess around that that's not going to fly anymore you have to go the agreements have been made. And so then off the, the gray went. But yeah, that was my first direct experience. And of course, then, of course, she went on to have a beautiful pregnancy and it was all great, you know, but it, it's, yeah, it, it's, um, the, the, there's definitely been some tampering in that way. And so whenever yeah, I have done planetary clearings, it's just it's it it whatever I do sometimes for one person I I will imagine the entire planet and do it for the whole planet because as far as I'm concerned it's it's as much energy to do it for one as it is to do for everybody in the entire galaxy and beyond so um so yeah anyway there yeah, that, is- that's a, that's a beautiful thing like to like uh you know spread that that love and that light out to like the whole yeah the whole planet the whole galaxy the whole universe it's like yeah. let's just Let's have fun. Let's enjoy life. Let's express ourselves. Let's be who we want to be and just enjoy this exploration, you know, enjoy this adventure. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. But yes, there's there's definitely interferences. And as you said, there have been uh, pregnancies where the baby is there. And then what mysteriously the baby vanishes within six months. Like, that's just. Uh, yeah, like this is, that's this is not... something that's reoccurring out there. Like in Linda mm-hmm. Moulton Howe's work, oh, yeah. uh, apparently uh, she's interviewed a lot of people. And yes, I take all these things with a grain of salt. Try to practice yeah. as much discernment yeah. as possible. Yeah, you know, and assessing the character, the psychology, their intentions. Like 
You know, I try to I try to keep an open mind, but also understand that some of these people can be totally full of shit. <laughs> so um, fair enough. Yeah. But I feel like there's been enough out there happening that I do feel something peculiar is going on. And so, yeah, going back to this, Lino Moulton has interviewed a lot of people. People have come forth to her. Other people like Carrie Cassidy, other people like David Wilcock and so on about being abducted by different mm-hmm. races and then as they're on these ships they see fetuses and and the from their understanding there's some of these et races that are splicing dna messing with dna combining their dna with human dna and there's fu- almost fully grown babies and some of these these i don't know what to call it i don't know not test tubes but i think that's where they would grow them but these bigger tanks and and then some of these people that got abducted clearly saw that a few of those 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 children that were now I think I don't know seven years old eight years old resemble them mm-hmm. because the, the ETs use their DNA to create them. So there's all these other weird realities going on, and and it's mm-hmm. it's hard for us to to grasp this because we're like we can't I can't see it like I can't like where is it out there in reality you know but yeah so when I when I encountered the ET in my direct experience I I also went and started to look online and do all of that research but the truth is that's not what I deal with mostly on a day-to-day with with people and usually most typically it's it's um you know and any abductees I I've never personally met one um although there's I've definitely found souls that have been trapped in jars or looked like a jar like thing and gone and released them. So, you know, I, I, anyway, but that, that, um, I, I personally haven't worked with an abductee, but I would say like, that is again, that is again, that is the old way. I don't see that continuing on. That is, we've got we've now been interfered with too much in a negative way and I mean you can see it by the war and the there's just so much stuff on our planet that in our world that is just like what is going on like what that doesn't even make sense that that we've got on the flip side we've also got a lot of help coming in to help uh relieve us from all of that and I think that we will start to experience two realities where one will go down a particular reality and that those who are still needing that 3D experience, needing that lower energy vibe because they're still learning from it. So it's not bad. It's just that it's more, there's more for them, information for them to know and to know themselves more in that way. They will continue on in that reality and mm-hmm. they will. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dealing with this, this timeline shifting. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think, I think a lot of us have to really sit with this and understand that, the way in which we move through reality isn't what we've been taught. Right. And to understand that our education system, the scientific system and all these things have been predominantly controlled by one group, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. one culture on the planet. And that there's mm-hmm. other cultures on the planet that have a lot of amazing insights to contribute to these areas of conversation and ex- uh, thought exploration mm-hmm. and that they deserve to be respected and, and explored. And I'm talking about you know, scientific data coming from Russia, especially. Oh, my God. There's still there data about pyramids and all these other things mm-hmm. they're going into is mind blowing. Oh, my goodness. I got to do a whole other show just on that mm-hmm. alone. Oh, I can't wait. A lot of things, you know, happening in, in China and in India. There's a lot of amazing studies that are going on that don't make it into uh, North America or industrialized countries because it's we're, you know, we're living in a in a state, a totalitarian state where things are heavily controlled. Mm-hmm. Brazil is another one. That. Yeah, Brazil. This has come up a lot in conversation. Mm-hmm. With me. 
in my in, in my world lately. And like, yeah, people gotta gotta get the message, man. Like, you know, uh, this is Interlight Radio. This is alternative media. We're trying to provide you all with different perspectives to consider because we're aware that our media is heavily controlled. So we're <laughs> two minutes to close. Uh, <laughs> do you want to give people your contact information, your website or social media where they can reach you? Yes. Yeah, so you can reach me at getpregnantnow.today. And uh, the information is there on Facebook. It's also getpregnantnow.today. And uh, once you, you know, either sign up for a newsletter or or uh, like my page, we'll be in touch. And I offer a free 30-minute consultation, and I work directly with you. And then we go from there and, and develop what it is that you, you may need. It might be one session. It might be the program. Whatever it is you need, I'm, I will work with you and your child who's wanting to come through you. That that is so awesome. Uh, for for uh, those of you who want to find out more information about me, it's Kayla Truth on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you have uh, other people in mind that you would like me to interview to get their information out, please, uh, please feel free to email me or send me a message, and I would be happy to bring them onto the show. Uh, apart from that, if you are in the process of conceiving, pregnant, or expecting, I wish you all the best. I wish you a healthy uh, process, an enjoyable process, and that you enjoy the the sacredness of the process. And yeah, yeah. And I would like to say, if you are in the process of conceiving and all of that, also on my website there are free meditations that can help with you clearings and just help you to get, uh, you know, further you along on your journey and wherever it is you may be. Awesome. Well, uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of this show. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us uh, and for those who called in. Uh, if you if there's other people who ha- want more information, again, uh, check out Joanna. Her work is totally awesome. And, yeah, I wish you all the best for the rest of this week, the weekend, and the coming week. Sending you all lots of love, lots of light, and positive vibes. Bye for now. Bye.